this Sunday, we're kicking off our part two of our summer surge. And summer surge is how are we going to get stronger? How are we going to get better? How, we, how, how are we going to grow more in God? We don't take the summer off. We don't go back and go, oh, well, whatever. You know, I, I have friends that, you know, just, just cancel a bunch of services and don't even have church in the summer, you know, because no one comes anyway, that kind of thinking. But I think, I think summer for us, because we live in summer year-round, right? God bless Tampa <laughs> and Tampa Bay and all the area. But uh, in, in, all, in all of that, and then in, I believe that God wants us to grow. In this part two, we're calling summer shorts for the month of July, summer shorts. And that's why you think, can anything good happen when a preacher wears shorts? I don't know. We'll find out um, because I just stick to the verse, God weighs the heart and, uh, and, and, and not the, my shorts, so which my family, some of them, I won't say which one, already looked at it and said, Dad, that's just not going to work. Anyway, but I said, hey, we are focusing on summer shorts. And what is summer shorts about? Let me, let me tell you. This month, God's put on my heart that we're going to talk about, okay, remember, it's all in context of how do we search for, how do we get stronger? But Summer Shorts is about taking big ideas, really big, true theological points, and put them into a, a smaller capsule, into something that we can put our hand around, that we can put our life around, that we can say, how is this going to affect me? How do I, how do I live in this? And that's, that, so take a theological idea and put it into Summer Shorts, something short, something tangible. And I believe that uh, even though I might use a, a few bigger words you've never heard of before, it doesn't matter. This is how we live. This is important. We need to understand these type of things. And so that's what we're going we're gonna to be doing today. But it's also 4th of July uh, weekend, and we're celebrating. I hope you have an amazing time with friends and family and do everything that's great and remember the freedom that we have. But I was reminded of the story of George Washington when he crossed the Delaware it was, it, was a, it was a perilous time. It was at the point where they, if it had gone a different way, the Revolutionary War might have ended and had a different outcome. It was a desperate time. And so George Washington devised a bold plan, a risky plan, to cross the Delaware, to go over to the, this fort where the German mercenaries were there fighting for the British, and to capture it and to take it. So he devised a plan, and he says, I'm going to divide it into three groups. So he had a group go across the river in the south. He had a group cross the river in the north, and he took his main body and crossed in the middle. But about that time, there were several things that Washington didn't count on, and one was the storm that just all of a sudden came up from nowhere, just out of the blue, almost like God was against them. The storm blew in, and all of a sudden, it blew all the ice around <laughs> which I hear, you know, can hit cruises and sink them and things like that. So we're, we're, we're so glad that God kept our, our, our cruisers in Alaska safe. They weren't on the ship that was hit by the iceberg, um, but uh, they were in that general area. <laughs> so it's good, to ha it's good to have them, but the ice was blowing all around, and, and so there was it, this uh, maneuver was all about timing. It was all about timing. They had to all three get across at the same time. But when the storm came in and the ice started to move and the waves were high and everything was difficult, what happened was uh, George Washington was delayed by three hours. His group got over, but they were three hours behind. And then he finds out the group at the south, which was 
to prevent a retreat, and the group that was going into the north, which was going to keep from uh, uh, more uh, people coming in, more soldiers coming in to rescue them, neither one of them were able to cross. So almost two-thirds or at least half of his army wasn't even across, and he was late. So the, the, he, was, he was short on surprise because all of a sudden this, the sun was starting to come up, and they still had to march down to where the enemy was. It was a risky thing, and he, it, was a, it was a pregnant moment when he had to decide, okay, what do I do? What do I do? And, and there were things he didn't even know about. There were deserters that came from his, uh, that had crossed the night before, that came from his own army that had went and told, hey, they're coming, they're going to cross tomorrow. And so, it, but instead of building up defenses and being aware, they looked out and they saw the storm. You know, the storm you thought was against you? Come on. You saw the storm that God was doing everything wrong and God was messing up. You see, when that storm, he looked out and said, there's no way they're going to attack in the storm. <laughs> there's no way. So the very thing that George Washington thought was going to be the doom of this uh, uh, military exercise, <laughs> military maneuver, became the actual enabler for it. George Washington saw all these shortcomings. His army wasn't there. He didn't have everyone across. He was running late, and he had to decide, what do I do? Do I go on or do I stay? Do I quit? Do I, do I back away? And that is a question that we're going to embrace and we're going to understand. Because, you see, if we're going to surge forward like George Washington did and took that and turned uh, actually the whole war, they say this was this maneuver, this time, this capturing of the enemy was one of the most key moments in the winning the Revolutionary War. If we're going to move forward when we feel like we're short, if we're going to move forward when we feel like we're, we're not achieving everything that, that God wants us to do, we're going to have to learn how to, what does it mean to stumble forward? What does it mean to stumble forward? And you think, wow, that's a funny title, Greg. Stumble forward, forward, you would think it would be, it would be uh, you know, marching for God and being strong. And yeah, yeah, that's all there. But we can't get there unless we understand how to stumble forward. We can't get there unless we understand this important theological point. So what is it? What are we talking about today? And it's all about a very simple word that is profound in everything that we do and everything you believe and everything you'll do tomorrow. This word is important, and that's justification. How are we justified? How have, how have we been redeemed? What is our salvation really about? How does that make any difference from one day to the other? And we, if we don't understand what justification is, if we don't understand how we are justified, let me simplify, simplify justify, which is just as if I never sinned. How does that happen? How do we get there? Let me just start in Romans 3, 23. It's a short verse, <laughs> appropriately, but in this verse, it is so profound, and it's something that we need to understand how it affects us. Romans 3.23 simply says this, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For all have sinned. Now, it would literally, it would take us days to unpack this verse completely. But I just want to hit on some points that I think are important to understand. For all have sinned, we all sinned. We all start at the same place. Every one of us. Some of you think you have little sins. Some of you think you have big sins. Some of you think I'm good because I don't have big sins. No, 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 no. We're all there. We're all sinners. Every one of us at the same place. We all have sinned. That's important to understand. And we all fall short. We all miss the mark. We all fall short of what? What's the standard? What am I trying to do? How am I trying to live? Oh, okay, it's easy. Just live 
and in the glory of God. <laughs> Can't even reach that high. How do we do that? He, you notice he didn't write, for we all sin and fall short of being good enough. That's not what he said. We all, the standard was way up there, and he did that for a reason. He helped us understand what that is. You see, for years I was always taught that, that to fall short meant to miss the mark, to, to be a little bit off. And the illustration that was often uh, uh, given to me was like a shooting an arrow, and you're just not on the bullseye. You're just off a little bit. And I used to think, God, it's close. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I'm trying. It's close. Isn't that enough? But if we look a little bit deeper, we find that that's really not what it's saying. That's really not what it means. Because it, it really uh, uh, technically will mean the word there is to fall behind, literally to be left behind. And so the better picture is not just an arrow that's off just a little bit from the target. No, no, no. The better picture is uh, uh, sh- uh, trying to catch a plane. How many knows, especially nowadays, if it takes off at all, but if, if it does take off, if you're five minutes late and they shut the door and the plane's already taxing, it's done. You're over. It's, it's over. Well, if you're five hours late or you're five minutes late, it doesn't matter. You missed it. It's, it's an all or nothing thing. This is how this works. It's not, oh, I'm close. Oh, I'll try a little harder. Oh, that's it. No, no, no. You, if you don't catch, get on that plane, if you're not there in time, it's not there. That's what it means to be left behind. And that's what it says. All have sinned. All have fallen, all have, been, all have been left behind from the glory of God. Let me give you another verse. Psalms 23, you know that's one of our favorite psalms. In fact, this is your homework for this week. But Psalms 23, it's, it's, it's the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But you realize in the Greek version of the Old Testament, that word is the same word that we find in Romans. Literally, what he's saying is, the Lord is my shepherd. I will not be left behind. I will not be left behind. In fact, this is what you can do if you want to do devotions this week. And uh, Monday, Tuesday, take verses 2 all the way through verse 6. And at the beginning of each verse, of each verse, say, the Lord is my shepherd. (laughs) The Lord is my shepherd. And at the end of each verse, then you put on the tag, I won't be left behind. And tell me how that changes your whole thought. And just think about each verse, each day. Think about how God is, is, is talking to us. Because I love the way it ends in verse 6. It's, it says, the Lord is good. He is merciful. And I will come and dwell in the house of God. Why? Because I will not be left behind. Because God will not let me. I love the picture because it's of a shepherd who says, I'm not leaving you behind. <laughs> come on. Come on. You, God won't leave you behind. I love that. I love that picture. We will not be left behind. Because if we're going to move, if we're going to search for, if we're going to understand what God is doing, then we need to understand that stumbling forward is knowing his glory is coming. So appropriate the last song about his fall. Because that's, that's what justification is really about. His presence falling on us. You see, I think many of us have this idea. And this is the idea that says, okay, okay, God, I, I, I can't measure up. Help me measure up. God, I, I'm trying to reach your glory. Help me reach your glory. And we cry out to God and say, God, help me to do better and not to fall and not to sin. Help me to reach your glory. And God lovingly and simply looks back at us and he says, 
No. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what do you mean, no? <laughs> what do you mean, no? Because God said that's not how justification works. It's not about how high we reach. It was never about that. That's not how God does. See, you can try and be good enough, and you can work really hard, and you can do all the right things. Everybody says, be good, be good, be good, do this, do this, and it won't be enough because you're reaching for his glory. How do we do that? How do we reach for his glory? Well, Romans 3 tells us, if we just go to the very next verse in verse 24, he says, now, because we are justified freely by his grace through the redemption by Jesus, through Jesus Christ. We are justified. We are justified. Justification, there it is. Understanding what justification is all about, because we've all sinned, we've all fallen short, we can't reach it, we won't reach it. No matter how good you are, you can't reach it. But we are justified freely by Jesus Christ, by what he has done. See, we all fall short. We all fall short. But when we fall short, and when we stumble, and when we fall, how do we get up? How do we keep going? How do we, how do we change this really difficult, hard situation into something that is it's really cool? Let me show you. Let me give you a picture. I'm going to be an illustration up here. So here's the illustration. You are walking away from God. God's back there. God's there. And you're walking away from God because you're living your own way, doing your own thing. You might look good and say the right things and even show up to court church every now and then, whatever. That's always good, God. That helps. But <laughs> the point is, you're going your own way. And then you realize God loves you and God wants you. And, and you turn around. That's what it means to repent. You're going this way, doing what you want. Repent means I'm going to turn around and go the opposite way, the way that God wants. What you want, what God wants. That's repent. You don't have repentance unless you turn away from the way you've been doing and go the way that God wants you to go. Now you're going this way. Now you're moving this way. Now you're moving toward God. But even in that, we stumble and we fall. When we stumble, when we fall, how do we get back up? Do we quit? Does that mean that, that I, 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 I didn't get there, I can't get there? You see, I think a lot of times we get transformation confused with translation. <laughs> and we love translation. <laughs> and sometimes whole doctrines have been built falsely about translation. Translation is, I repent, I'm going the right direction, all of a sudden, I'm in God. <laughs> that's translation. But how many know... That's not the way justification works. Because <laughs> look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Because it says that you are being transformed into his likeness. And there's the key. That's what justification is all about. We are being transformed, but we're being transformed into him, into his likeness, with ever increasing, which means uh, more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Oh, stumble. That's okay. Because you know what? Even when you stumble, guess what? You're still facing the right direction. <laughs> You're still going the right way. And you still, the, the only thing would be if you turned away, which don't do that. <laughs> but how can we stumble and get back up and move? Because God builds ever increasing. You see, stumbling forward is about not giving up 
about making sure I'm facing the right direction and going the right way. Because the Bible teaches us that we have an advocate with Jesus. Jesus is our advocate. Jesus is the one that, that does everything. And you might wonder, how does that work? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can't reach his glory. I'm filled with sin. I repent. And I have an advocate with Jesus. What, is, what does that mean? What does it mean to have an advocate with Jesus that he intercedes for us? What, what, how, how, does that, how does that work? Because you see, it's never, 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 never has been about your ability to reach higher. It's always been about his willingness to bring it down to us, to cover us, to fall on us. The Holy Spirit came and fell on the people. It's always, always been about that. I love this little verse. It seems so insignificant. But every time I read it, I, I, I just, I, I lose it. You think, oh, that's a powerful verse, Greg. What does it say? L let me show you. Luke 19, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Didn't that just get you? Didn't that just, didn't that just go, oh, wow, that's amazing. You're thinking, what? <laughs> what is that about? But you kind of see, that's the whole picture. That's our story. That's everything that just happened to us. That's how we're living for God. You see, Jesus was just passing through. And along the way, he comes across Zacchaeus, who was really short. Because we're talking about shorts. Some, but anyway, he was really short. So he climbed the tree. Why? He wanted to get to Jesus. Mm. He climbed the tree to get to Jesus. And we do the same thing. We climb our religious tree. We try, climb our good works tree. We climb our right relationship tree. We think if we climb the right tree and do the right thing, then God will get to us and we could see him. It's never been about that because Jesus said, what? Come down because <laughs> I'm already here. <laughs> and Jesus came to this earth and he passed through. Why? To find me. To find you. He came to find you. He didn't just pass, come down to just go for a stroll. He didn't live 33 years on this earth to just say, hey, I want to see what this is like. I made it. and Well, you guys have messed it up. <laughs> Wait to see him now. But no, no, no. He came to find you. He came to find you. He came down to you. See, that's the power of justification. Quit reaching. Quit reaching. Okay, I gotta, I gotta do better. I gotta be spiritual. I gotta do Quit reaching. He's falling. He's coming to the house. Now, Greg, what does that mean? How, how do I do that? How? See, stumbling forward is knowing his covering, the covering for you, for your life, is Jesus. Some people think I'm covered by salvation. No. Yes, I understand what you're saying, but you just missed the point. It's not justification. Justification is Jesus. And if we don't understand that, if we don't understand how God is working in our life, then we really miss the point. See, it's not good enough to know Jesus. A lot of people out there know Jesus. It's not good enough. Never about knowing him. It's about being in him. And more importantly, him being in you. Do you not just know him, 
but is he in you? You see, you think, well, Greg, what does this mean? It's okay. Let's go to the next verse. It'll explain it all. Look at verse 25. He's, uh, it says, God presented Christ, I love the way it says that, as a sacrifice of atonement. Now, the big word. Through the shedding of his blood to be received by you and I by faith. So Christ came as a sacrifice of an atonement. A sacrifice of atonement. Atonement. What in the world does atonement mean? You're going to love this. You know what atonement means? Cover. Cover. Cover over us. Cover us. You see, the ark, you know, we know the ark of the covenant. You know, you've seen the movies, right? You know, you want to try to find the ark. <laughs> you do the ark. It's an old movie. I know I'm dating myself, but that's where I'm at. So what happens is, is that they have this, this, this uh, ark, and, and, and they, they want, they're trying to find it. And, you know, in the movie, Ark of the Covenant, what happens in the Raiders and all that kind of thing is they take it to the island at the end, and the, and the power and the ark blows the cover off. Wrong. <laughs> Missed the picture. What do you expect? It was a great movie, but it doesn't, it doesn't do, besides that. Harrison Ford did nothing to the whole movie, but that's not the point. So you learn that on Big Bang Theory. Anyway, sorry. Wow, lost. The, the, point, the, the, the point is that they thought the power was in the ark. The power was never in the ark. The power was always on top of the ark. It was always about the cover because that word atonement means to cover over. That's where the power is. You think, Greg, how did, what? kind of picture is that? I, I, don't, I don't get that. See, the high priest would come in once a year and have the, the, the sacrifice that was slain for all of Israel. And he would have a branch, a hyssop branch, a tree. And he would dip the tree in blood. And he would lift it up. And the blood would run down the branch. And he would take it over the ark. And he would sling the blood on top of the ark, and the blood would cover the top of the ark. See, the, the blood has always been about the power, not just forgive us, but that in fact that it ran down the tree so that it would cover our sins and our failures. Because you see, you need to understand, what was that about? Why was it so important that the blood was on top of the ark and that cover which is also called the mercy seat covered it we have to know what's inside the ark the law the law was inside the ark the law that says you have to do just right the law that says you have to be perfect in all of them the law that says if you break one law you've broken them all you have to live up to this law you have to behave just right forever and never make a mistake that's what the law was and we can't. We fall. And we stumble. So the covering, Christ, was put on top. And the blood covers it. Because we can't live up to it. But we've been made right in the righteousness of Christ. He becomes our substitute. You see, we don't just live good enough so we can reach high enough. We live in his glory. His glory fell. It fell on us. It covers us. I am not just uh, uh, made righteous because I'm good enough, because I've done all the right things, because I do all the right things, because I say all the right things. No, 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 no. I made, 
I am made righteous because the righteousness of Christ just covers me. And it's not complete. It just covers me. One day we'll be changed, we'll be transformed into the, 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 into the presence of God. When that happens, it'll be complete. But we're covered. Come on, you're covered. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. You're covered. You see, the wrath of God for our sin was not delayed. It was not replaced. The wrath of God was endured on a tree by the Son of God. The price was paid for you and I. He endured all of that, and his blood was shed, and it ran down that branch so it can get to me, so it can cover you and cover me. We can never reach up and be high enough. So God brought the glory to us. God brought Jesus to us. That's justification. If you don't understand anything else, understand that Jesus came for me to forgive me so that I can live tomorrow. If I fall, over 27 years ago or something, DC Talk put out in 1995 an album that was really profound for its day called Jesus Freak. And there was a song on there about what if I stumble? What if I stumble? It's a good song. I remember it coming out and seeing it, walking around all the time. What if I stumble? What if I fall? What if I make a fool of us all? Come on, let's sing it. No, just kidding. I remember singing that. It's a great thought. And it had a great point about God's going to love us no matter what. But if you think about it close, it doesn't answer the question. What if I stumble? God will love us. Now, that's good. But that's so 90s. Come on. We need, we need to understand God loves us. God loves us. God will love you no matter what. God loves you. <laughs> but if I fall, if I stumble, if I trip up, how do I get back up? How do I stumble, keep stumbling forward toward the presence of God, toward the glory of God? How do I do that? What's in there? What if I, and that question was never answered in the song. Because, you see, it's not about understanding that, okay, I fell. God loves me. Good, 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 good. But God loves you so you can get up. God loves you so you can stumble forward. God loves you so that we can understand what justification is really all about, what God is doing in our lives, what God is doing in your heart. Some people ask me, it's the most common question somewhere when the students get really, really comfortable with me. They'll ask me the really tough question. Craig. Dr. Phelps, sorry. It's Dr. Phelps. Like I know all this. He says, what, uh, why, why is Jesus the only way? There's a lot of good thing, people, and God tries to reach the whole world. And why, why, why is it only Jesus? Because only Jesus, because only God had the blood to cover us. And others may be, help people be better. Other religions may help people do good. Other religions may aspire to be more moral. But they can't cover. Because only the blood of God, only the blood of Jesus can cover you and I. And that's my heart. 
And that's my prayer for you, is that we understand, Greg, when I stumble, when I fall, how do I get up? How do I be stronger? Understand what justification is all about. The covering is there so that we have the authority, the advocate, the freedom, the confidence to come before Christ and say, God, thank you for forgiving me and move with the presence of God. Do you receive the word this morning? Come on, give God thanks. Don't tune me out out there. I saw that. Click that back on. Come on, come on. Because I want to pray for you. Everyone bow your heads. If you're watching online, listen carefully. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every single person here. And if there's anybody, 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 that in their stubbornness and in their pride and in their sin, is walking the, way, the wrong way, God, I pray that the conviction of your Holy Spirit, the glory that falls, would simply convict. Reveal your love so that they repent and turn around the other way and move toward who you are. And Father, if there's anyone here that has stumbled and has fallen and is thinking, I can't do this and I can't do it, God, let them know that it's not about them doing it. It's about your grace covering them so that we become transformed into Christ. God, I pray for that. Everyone, I want every heart to just pray, if you will, out loud with me. Say, dear Jesus, come into my life. I repent of my own way. I repent of my sin. I give you my heart. I turn towards you. And I will walk in faith in all that you're doing in my life. In the name of Jesus, I pray and believe. Amen.